0: Welcome to Everything's Relative. I'm Eve Sturgis, and this is a podcast where we talk about all the ways that people are affected by DNA tests. If you are thinking that sounds like kind of a boring topic, you are very wrong, and it means you have no idea what is happening across the globe right now. People are freaking out because DNA results are shocking them and surprising them and upending their entire understanding of who they are. I am talking mostly about people finding out that they are not biologically related to one or more of their parents for a plethora of reasons. It's a discovery that will really knock you off your feet. I should know because it happened to me, but I'm not going to talk so much about me today. Um, I just want to get into the story that I am going to play for you. I had the pleasure of sitting with a wonderful woman named Jessica from Ohio. Her name is Jessica. She's from Ohio. Her name is not Jessica from Ohio. Uh, It was a lot of fun, but she, she also provided a lot of food for thought, which is one reason that I think her story is important. So there are details about the age of her mother at the time of Jessica's conception and even her mother's awareness of the situation that are in question in this narrative. And it's pretty uncomfortable for all parties involved and probably should be uncomfortable for anyone who gives it more than a few moments of thought. So the way that these DNA discoveries are uncovering layers of our sort of evolving society is really important. And it's important to acknowledge that real human lives come out of of a lot of sexual encounters. And these DNA results are forcing people to reckon with a lot of like uncomfortable ideas, Uh, often very uncomfortable ideas about people they love very much. To be clear, to be clear, no one in Jessica's story is accusing anyone of anything. But it doesn't mean that the ideas aren't there causing discomfort. It is absolutely impossible to know the truth of these encounters, but I am mentioning it just in case you're someone who does not still understand why this phenomenon is a very big deal for people. So with that in mind... Along with the cultural evolution of her societal values, the relationships between mothers and daughters, the warm Florida shore, I invite you to sit with Jessica and I as she explains how everything's relative for her. I think I was supposed to say, I invite you to sit with Jessica and me as she explains how everything's relative for her. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Eve Sturgis. Let's jump right in! (laughs) Um... Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, now my head is like already spinning with questions. So, uh, how do you tell it? Do you start by telling, talking about your childhood or do you start by talking about your discovery?
1: I start by talking about my childhood because Mm -hmm. I think, and this is where I'm having a hard time knowing exactly how to say the right things because I don't even know the answers to it. Mm -hmm. My mom was the ripe old age of 15 when she got pregnant with me. Okay. 1978. There was a blizzard in Ohio. They always talk about the blizzard of 78. And after that blizzard had cleared up, she went to one of her good friends' house. Now, let me tell you this. It, she didn't remember this specifically. This took just throughout this discovery for her to remember and talking to old friends. But um, she wow. was dating a guy. I know. She was dating a guy. It was our only real boyfriend. I've been told since I was very young, like, you are living proof that you can get pregnant the first time having sex. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to her, it wasn't her first time. Two weeks before that, she had went to a party where there were mainly adults. And that's when it was all the 18 could have the near beer, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, 15, I'm sure she didn't tell anybody she was 15, but at this party, right. her friend said she just kind of disappeared and she looked around for her and couldn't find her and they were all drunk. And in the morning she found my mom sleeping in the living room, fully clothed by herself and took her home. They had to sneak back into their house in the morning mm-hmm. in order to, you know, not, alert the parents that they had went out in the middle of the night. To been a there,
0: girl. been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, she didn't know that she left the party with me, but she did. And then two weeks later, she finally said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this with the boyfriend. And they had sex. Cause they were in for love. First time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They made love. Uh huh. And then um, she didn't even realize she was pregnant for a while. And when she did, she was a sophomore in high school and a line dresses were in style mm-hmm. She literally like one homecoming attendant at the Catholic school in October and then had me in December. And they oh, wow.
0: My- like mm-hmm. so tiny. Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: Yeah. So um, she didn't even tell anybody. Like her mom was like, why haven't I bought you any pads? And she's like, I don't know. I just not getting a period. And finally it gets to the point where they're like, okay, something's going on. But she was the middle of three and like their most successful child. So. I found out later in life that like when she was seven months along, my grandpa drove her up to Detroit to get an abortion and they were like, sorry, she's too far along. We can't do this. Mm-mm. And then also I knew that like, there was a family that they had picked out through Lutheran services to adopt me. Oh, and wow. after she had me, um, it was a different time. So mm-hmm. you lay in a bed for a week afterwards, mm-hmm. like she had me at a Catholic church where they wouldn't give her any pain medicine. Cause she needed to remember what she had went through. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to be put up for adoption. So they took her right away. She never got to hold me. And for like four or five days, I sat in this little bassinet. And then finally my grandfather. So it was actually her grandfather. My great grandfather came in and he had seen me in the nursery. And then he went to my mom and said, we don't, we don't give away our babies. Like <laughs> you have to give her. And she said, thank you. And then by doing that. <laughs> She's like, that's what I've been trying to tell everybody. And, well, it was mainly her dad, I think. That Mm -hmm. was his girl. Didn't want that life for her. Mm -hmm. And this was his father that said, you should keep her. Hmm. So they didn't have anything, nothing. And my uncle David, who turned 15 on the day I was born, so we shared a birthday, went out to all the neighbors and and said, I need this and that. And by the time my mom came home, they had pretty much everything they needed for me. That's kind of great. Yeah. And my grandmother, um, I made my grandma a grandma when she was 33. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's how young she was and she had wanted another baby and my grandpa had went behind her back and got a vasectomy six months before I was born oh my gosh so I
0: was her you got to be everybody's baby yeah yeah do you think about that idea that you could have been adopted out
1: does that does that trip you out (laughs) Yeah, because I have my own family and I would have never been here. If yeah, that would they even sent me like birthday cards for a couple of years. My mom saved them for me. But like the adopted family, like they were there waiting for permission and she just couldn't give it. Um, huh. I, I think she was just too young to know better out of mm-hmm. anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad for the life that I have and I obviously would never trade it anything, but I do think like my childhood would have been much easier. Sure. might've been paved a little bit better, but maybe I needed to go through hard times to become the person I am. I don't know.
0: Right. Um, I mean, yeah. that will keep you up all night trying to get the answer to that. So,
1: yeah. so I- PE thing has kept me up all night several mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. especially trying to learn the science of everything. Oh. And just like through the journey, I realized that my father's mother- her name was Betty Jean. That's the one I sent you the picture of, and she's mm-hmm. holding. The baby. That's his mother, and she also was an NPE. Oh, so even I had a search angel, this na- la- sweet lady named Nancy Baker. She helped me, and then I had a first, like our second cousin that found me on Ancestry, who also was an NPE. He helped me through all this as well, and they were so tied up on that because it didn't make sense, you know? Right, her- that
0: would just mess up the whole. That would mess up the whole family trees. St- studying. Yeah. Um, all right. So you are, so you are a newborn baby. The family is raising you. Your mom is 15. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, she's 15. She turned 16 at the end of October and I was born December 18. Okay. So she's, she's 16 in sophomore in high school. She um, didn't go back to school that year, mm-hmm. but then next year finished her sophomore or she did her sophomore in the summer. And then she, she was the only one in her siblings that graduated high school. Oh. So she worked her bottom. That and then she lived with my my maternal family till I was five, and then my grandparents got divorced. So that like, you know, wow, yeah, shook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved out on our own. When they moved out, when we moved out on our own, I found out later that her and my grandma were like arguing over where I would be. Mm-hmm. My grandma stay with her. My mom was like, "No, she's my daughter." Um, but he, my biological father who I thought was. Yeah. I was just about to ask what happened to him. He didn't know about me. He had heard rumors, but she didn't tell anybody cause she was going to give me up for adoption. And then finally, when I was about four or five months old, she got brave enough to reach out to him and she did. she said, come over, I got something to show you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. here's this new baby, you know? And he said that I was this, my only story I've ever had my whole life that he held me and he said I was beautiful And then they had started dating again a little bit because they had this baby together. Mm -hmm. He, when I was six months old, he went to go get her a pizza from this one um, pizza place that she loved that was in the south side of town and pick up her best friend and her best friend's cousin. And on the way back, the car was struck by a train and he was killed at 18 years old. I hate this story. I know. And he he died and both passengers died. So my mom lost the father of her child. She thought mm-hmm. her best friend and then her best friend's cousin who she was close with as well Mm-mm. Mm-mm. at sixteen. Nope. Nope. Uh-huh. That's too much. Yeah. So I can remember being about four and her taking me to their house to meet my paternal family. And he had so many siblings. I think there was like mm-hmm. six brothers and sisters and I can remember leaving and my mom was crying because the sister was like, she's not his. Look at her. She's, you know, too that's light. Not a half, yeah, that's not a half Hispanic baby. And unbeknownst to me and my mother, he was a man about town and he had a daughter that was six months older than me that was oh. full Hispanic. Okay. They so- her, but they didn't really have room for me. Hmm. I gave my grandparents like my info when they when we moved or whatever and they never really followed up. That's so it is, but at the same time, it was kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel like my grandma did so much to step in and she always said, she's like, you never had a dad. So I tried to be that role for you, like that person. And, um, she was my best friend, like the best. I always say, have you ever heard of the ACEs test? Mm-mm. Have you ever heard of that?
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: Test is it, well, it's a psychology thing. So basically okay. like childhood trauma you have, mm-hmm. you can get for it. And then like depending on if your four marks are over, four points are over, it can predict if you're going to have like, a mental illness or COPD or any of these issues that could be related to growing up with trauma.
0: The ACEs test?
1: A-C-E-S. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, it's embarrassing that I don't know that, but okay. We'll figure out what happened there <laughs> later. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'll look it up. A bunch we don't art- do we don't do that one in California. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll find out. Maybe but I know I, it by a different name or something. I've
1: taken it before, and then my score is like an eight or nine, mm-hmm. which is terrible. But then also, what they don't tell you is there's a resiliency score, and if you right. had a person in your life that said, "I love you unconditionally," you know, "You're amazing. You're a smart." I mean, it just was a weird triangle, though, because my grandma loved me, and I loved her so much, but it left a weird space for my mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: she felt more like my sister. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's one of those things like she was jealous of, and I don't know if jealous is the right word, but she felt jealousy over my relationship with my grandma and my grandma relationship with me. Totally. Cause it could be something that she didn't, she couldn't have. You can't have that
0: kind of relationship with your mom.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the, the cycle of trauma has like, it always does just followed my, the females in my family specifically, like my grandma went through so much. I mean, her mother was an alcoholic. She was sexually abused when she was young. So when she had her kids at such a young age, she didn't have that to give. She mm-hmm. didn't know how to do. And she always would tell me that before me, she really didn't know how to like love mm-hmm. the right way. Mm-hmm. She was older and been through life a little bit more. And so, yeah, I was really close with her.
0: Hmm. Oh, how wonderful for her to have been in your life after having such a close call of having none of these people in your life. Right. I mean, from a dot, you know, we've adopt, yeah. been adopted out. It just would have been a totally different. So instead. These people really stepped up. That's really.
1: Yeah. That's a sweet.
0: That's
1: a one sweet of question. the other weird things that I guess has bothered me throughout life is my birth certificate it says where it says father. It says unknown. Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's really See, weird.
0: <laughs> it's like, it's really weird.
1: The more clear that gets. Yeah. This unknown, And I'm like, why didn't you put his name in there? And she's like, well, I didn't, I wasn't giving up for adoption and I just, you know, nobody was there to sign the paperwork. You can't just name some man. And I'm like, oh, but I mean, I don't, I don't know how it was in 1978. I don't even know how it is now. I mean,
0: can't, you can't just put in a man.
1: I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I married to them, I think they have to agree to it. You know, this is an episode about how much I don't know. Uh, ACEs test. Never <laughs> heard of it. Birth certificates. No idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but, oh. yeah, right, like, well, yeah, right. Well, okay. Yeah. So huh. that bothered me and I don't know. I mean, yeah, it just, bothered me. and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I, in my head, I was like, I guess my mom's just like Mary. She didn't even need anybody. She just, you know, mm-hmm. which is ironic. Cause I would always joke that I'm close to Christ. Cause I'm a week, my birthday is December 18th and he's December 25th. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you both have Mary as a mom. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, I don't look like anyone in my family on my maternal side. Mm-hmm. Um, that one picture I sent you, it's me. It's my brother, my mother, my sister and me.
0: Okay. Wait, I'm going to look at it right now. I have them all pulled up specifically for this. I have them pulled up and ready. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Of you guys all with the like
1: pink sweatshirts? No, that's no. my sister's from my dad. Okay. Oh, I had sweatshirts made. That's a funny story too.
0: Okay. Wait. It's oh, oh, Santa. oh, the like series of pictures. Yes. Got it. Okay. So you and your brother, you and your sister. Got it. Okay.
1: That yeah. is on my mother's side. So when I was nine, she married my first real stepdad
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, she had my brother and sister which I used to ask for siblings for Christmas. So I was very excited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my stepdad was okay. Stepdad. And then when my brother was born, it was like, he was perfect. And I was the black sheep. He was, he was, I don't really even speak to him anymore, even though he was my dad. That was the longest of my life. He was immature and kind of a pervert, Mm. like kind of too touchy feely. Mm -hmm. And I had some instances happen. that I just kept my space from him. Mm -hmm. When you have a 16-year-old mom, you're put into a lot of weird situations. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's growing up with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have, I have not had the easiest of childhoods whatsoever, but finding out this MPE status and realizing that she was just a 15-year-old kid, Mm -hmm. no recollection of even, it made me really like have empathy for her, you know, really more than I ever have because we've had so much of a tumultuous relationship that I could never take this step back. Like when I first found out and I, you know, did all the testing and called her, she was like, I haven't, they're wrong. You have to call <laughs> ancestry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, And it's weird. Cause I am, I'm like a dog with a bone with a thing. I can't let go. But I literally was like, I'm going to put this down for a couple days. Hmm. And then for a couple of days I was like, okay. I have to figure – well, what happened was I got my results back, and then my long-lost cousin Joey on Ancestry said, hey, how are we related? And I said, well, I don't know. It's always the cousins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he went through a similar thing. His mother, though, on her deathbed said, I know your name is this, and you're named after your father, but that's not your father. And then she died. So he had to figure out who his father was, and he did. But it – I mean – so dramatic
0: wow cliffhanger uh uh-huh. yeah she had, bigger- flare. she had a flair she had a flair for the dramatic maybe
1: i think so well and then he's like it made sense to me why my dad always would beat me and not like me but he mm-hmm. loved so much yeah yeah so yeah it's too bad that
0: there's that people just can't extend their
1: imagination <laughs> you know beyond i'm well, like my brother kenny the one in the picture mm-hmm. he has stepdaughter who is three she's almost four she's only known him since she was three weeks old uh or three months old and that's no different that's this girl mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean that family is what you make it a lot of the time yeah
0: yeah it's just interesting though people there's the people that
1: just they can't do can't us. do
0: it and it and it's it's so often a step parent which is just too bad i know it's a sort of historical trait um cliche kind of
1: that the parent that is not the real parent who thinks Mm -hmm. he's like the birth certificate father there's a sense even when they don't know for sure
0: Mm -hmm. yep i mean there's all we all have our own like uh ways that intuition is is talking to us or or allowing us to things right okay so you all right so you don't have the easiest childhood your dad dies when you're a baby you you get a stepdad and you get these siblings. Um, okay, and then what?
1: Well, I mean, so I end up. I've been living on my own since I was sixteen. I became the black sheep, and I was to blame for everything all the time. Hmm. So after a while, I just couldn't deal. Um, I went through some traumatic stuff in high school. After I got kicked out of the house and lived with my best friend, I found out I had a uterine cancer. So I did a year of yeah chemotherapy. Um, I lost my hair about a week into before I entered my second junior year because I had to repeat my junior year because I missed mm-hmm. so much. school. And um, I went to cosmetology school at a um, like a vocational school. Mm-hmm. So I lost all my hair three days before class, <laughs> which is always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived with my mom for some time then. But, but at that point, she had stepdad number one was gone and stepdad number two was in the picture Ah. and he was a complete asshole like just very combative and manipulative and didn't care for me because I've always he always thought I was snotty and stuck up which is funny because we didn't have any money Mm -hmm. but he's had a flair for the finer things in life which I have found out maybe genetic a little bit (laughs) (laughs) But but I mean, I, I don't know, he just didn't like me. And um I went through a lot with that. I ended up living at a lot of friends' house, um, back and, and this forth. Is the early ninety when I would get really sick, I could um, early to yeah. mid nineties. This is like ninety 90s- eight. I was supposed yeah. to graduate ninety seven, ended up graduating in ninety eight because I had to repeat my junior year. Okay.
0: Yeah. I was I feel yeah. like we're about the same age. So I was just trying to do the math there. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um my grandma also helped me with that. Like she took mm-hmm. care of me. I went through a lot of like cancer sucks, but like the effects from chemotherapy suck really bad too. Mm-hmm. Mouth sores and just nausea and blo- bloating from medicines. It's not what every teenage girl is no. thinking of going through or no. dealing with at that age.
0: And it's not like it is now.
1: Right. Now you get cancer and somebody has a GoFundMe for you everything's oh but then like kids didn't want to sit next to me they thought it was contagious oh my gosh (laughs) like no it's not contagious yeah yeah it's it's a different world so I went through some surgeries I was able to keep my uterus thank god but I always had female issues like I've always had endometriosis which is very painful for people Mm -hmm. that don't know about it um it's always been terrible that way and no one on my maternal side of the family has ever had any of these issues so yeah Hmm. Um, I got married at the age of 21. I met my husband and he was 24. I was 21 and I wanted stability. Like I was tired of living in cars and people's places and trying to keep my head above water. And, um, we just immediately were attracted to each other and we didn't date for very long. So that was very shocking for a lot of people. Cause we just ran away and got married, but this year was 20 years of marriage. That's awesome. Three, yeah. I actually have like, a normal family. Like all three of my, I remember my oldest Bella came home one day when she was like in the second grade and she's like, why don't we have any like stepdads or stepbrothers? We're so weird. Like what's wrong with us? And I'm like, I'm going for normal. <laughs> <'cause> I- <laughs> just- I'm non normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when I, basically the reason I took the test is I turned 40 and my daughter, Isabella, my oldest one had really, gotten interested in my genealogy just because she wanted to know like where are we from you know and I've always I had a a family tree an ancestry before DNA testing was even a thing because I was trying to build up my tree and I've always been a history nerd because you're drawn to that when you don't know right you said you're a researcher Um, yeah Mm -hmm. I'm a reader I love to read so um I decided I was, I wanted to test. So I told my husband, you know, Hey, I want that. It was on sale for Thanksgiving. So he bought it and it sat on a kitchen counter staring at me for like three months. I don't know why, but I had like this underlying feeling that when I took that, that my whole world would change, which I I don't know why I just felt like, Oh, plus it was like, I couldn't get a half an hour. or I wasn't drinking something or eating something totally. I'm a hairstylist. So like as soon as I have a free minute and, you know, my mouth. And one day I was working in the salon because I have a salon in my home. I'm actually in it right now, but (laughs) it's a good place to hide. But Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I decided, you know what? I had just finished my client. I haven't drank anything. I haven't ate anything. And it was February and I spit into the tube, which is a lot of spit.
0: It's so much. That's what people don't understand. Like when you say you didn't have a minute without like food or water, it's because you have to stand there and spit for like. Who the heck has like 30 minutes
1: of like free time to I sit in and- no bubbles? And you're like, that's all I have is bubbles. It's but- so gross. <laughs> it's <is> so gross. <laughs> so I spit in the tube and I sent it out and, you know, you can watch it on your apps. You're like, oh, they got it. Oh, they're, they're testing it, you know? And I checked on a Friday and it said that it was at the Larry, Le- the very last thing. And I thought, well, Ancestry doesn't work on the weekend, so it won't be there till Monday. Right. Right. But some, for some reason, Sunday night at like 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, oh, I wonder. And there it was. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, I am 50% Northern English or Northern European and Scottish and Irish. And there's like no Hispanic, no Indian. I'm even like, I could be Chinese because like, you know, the the, Hispanic is messed up with all of the, you could either have Indian. They even say sometimes it looks Spanish, but I'm looking and there's. I'm like, should be wearing a kilt and playing a bagpipe. Right. Made no sense to me. So I'm like, uh, I I didn't know what to do. So I just kind of said, well, I don't know. And I called my mom and she said, well, it has to be wrong. You got to call Ancestry and tell them they messed up. (laughs) Which now hearing everybody's stories, I'm like, everybody goes through that. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I know that I had some people match up on my maternals, my grandmother's side. So she's a brag as in like Fort Bragg. Mm-hmm. So some of those brags were on there. I'm like, well, I know it's right. And my two of my first cousins through my mom's side were my closest matches. So, so it like, would feel pretty,
0: ac- yeah, I mean, pretty fine or accurate, especially since you don't know your dad's side. So oh, but there was just well, no, Hispanic, but no Hispanic, right. You, but names yeah. wouldn't matter. Yeah.
1: Okay. So after I had a couple of days just to kind of sit on it, and then I got, Joey got a hold of me. Um, we messaged back and forth and he had already been through all of this. So he was like, we got to be related on the horn side. That was the last name. The surname was horn. And I'm like, I don't know any horns. Where are they from? North Carolina, which is so funny because we're in Ohio, but we go to Outer Banks for fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every single time I get to North Carolina, especially that area, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Hmm felt like I was in the wrong area. And even now with, I've been to Florida a couple of times visiting my sisters. And I used to go to Florida to visit my grandpa. Cause after him and my grandma got divorced, I would go down there in the summer and spend summers with him. But here he was on the opposite side from my sisters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've just, I kind of always connected the like ocean always have, has felt like home, especially the East coast. So, mm-hmm. and then like doing the genealogy, I realized that my founding settlers were from like nags head like very i'm very uh og american yeah i will yep. start coming over here in like the 1700s early which is interesting to me mm-hmm. um so i just researched and researched but really couldn't get anywhere and joey worked on it and he's the one that said i think that you're related to these getchell brothers and that was the last name Getchel, but there were five brothers yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. So I do like, I, I look through Facebook, of course, cause that's where she Facebook stock. And I, the one brother art he's on Facebook. I friend request him. He says, yes, of course, because he's a man, you know, and I get to see his stuff and I see his daughters and his one daughter is like a professional model. Like she's gorgeous. Her name is also Jessica, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds, she looks a little bit like my daughters. Cause I have three daughters, um, 19, 17 and 14. So I was like, wow. And then I also, I'm the only one that's had this widow's peak and they all have it. And I was like, huh, maybe I'm related to them. Yeah. But I wasn't sure. And there were all these brothers. So I just, I didn't want to like step my foot into something I couldn't get out of. So. I found a search angel. Her name was Nancy. I just put a thing on DNA detectives. Like, this is my situation. I need help. And Mm -hmm. she was one of those people that actually sent me like an email with a, you have to do this, this, and this, and you need to take all your matches and put them on Jed match. And she like, it was, and she's, she was a counselor or a psychiatrist in Texas. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Great. She worked on it for like a month and she called me. Uh, well, I should say this. So, like three days before she it was three days, she called me and she said, "I'm done. Can we talk?" And I said, yeah, And she goes, "I believe that you are either art or Stephen Getchel's child. And I say these two because the other brothers were so much older than your mom. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it's so uh, funny.
0: I, I just had somebody, um I just talked to somebody who, contacted me because they have been contacted and he was he's no he's a friend of mine and he was like I can't believe this is happening and he he kept saying how did they find us though and I was trying to explain because I don't even I don't understand the Morgan so well and I don't understand the the science of the data but I was like okay so they probably found the family and then they looked at and then it has to do with ages and has to do with so it's like some stuff is about process of elimination and then some stuff is hard (laughs) science and it's this like weird blend Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then it was like, well, why would they even why they're from North Carolina, all the brothers. Yes. Who is in Toledo? You know, that that's a big question. Right, right. Or then I was going, well, my mom, her family used to vacation in Myrtle Beach all the time. So like during a spring break trip, like Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I'm like, I was conceived in April, March. Mm -hmm. I was always told I was two weeks early. I was right on time. My mom was even like, "Wow, you were on time. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I just started looking and then she told me that she thought it was either art or Steven. So I only looked at art stuff, you know, but I had pictures of Steven and art from Facebook. I refriended Steven, but he was like, no, he didn't say no, but he didn't answer it. Mm -hmm. But had some pictures up. So I took some screenshots of pictures and I was over my friend Jen's house. And I was like, you know, I don't know. And her husband who was like, are you guys still playing? Who's your daddy? I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) You have pictures. I'm like, I do, but I mean, I don't really see anything that makes me go, that's my dad. He's like, well, let me see. And I showed him. He's like, you don't know which one your dad is. And I'm like, no, he's like that one, the long armed like thin face, like you look just like him. I'm like, I do not look like that older person you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, first of all that's a man <laughs> right um and it was odd because his picture that sean that's my friend jen's husband's name that he saw that he thought i looked so much like was in deland florida which they have this it's called it's like the angel wings and you can stand in front of it they uh-huh. got these wings. Uh-huh. like, the girls? See, like a, yeah but they're like just like a, almost like a white chalk it looks like mm-hmm. it's like a popular set So I'm like, wow, oh, that's cool, you know? But like later on, I got to actually take a picture with my sisters in front of them. So that was really neat. Very cool. By accident, they're like, oh, let's take a picture in front of the wings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the first picture I saw that I went, I think that is my dad. Wow. So after I left Jen's house later that night, I got on my computer and I always forget, I always used to forget that I can get on a computer, not just my phone. And Mm -hmm. your phone. The Ancestry apps come a long way in the past six months, but before then it wasn't as good. So I got on my computer and looked at my Ancestry stuff because my search angel, Nancy, built me this beautiful big tree, like as far back as she could possibly go. And they had each one of the brothers, but I had never really looked under Stephen's information. So when I looked under his information, it showed his wife names and all three of his daughter's names. I'm like, oh, well, now I can Facebook stalk these people because what else are you gonna do? And, mm-hmm. um, the last sister's name is Jennifer, but it's spelled J-E-N-N-A-F-E-R,
0: Jennifer.
1: Yeah, like, Jenna. and then we call her Jenna. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up her Facebook page. I tried the other two first, nothing, and then I pulled up hers, and she had her pictures public, which is like hitting the jackpot. Mm-hmm. And then the picture that I sent you, there's the side-by-side of me and a girl with a a Patriots hat on. That's the picture that my sister Jenna was in with my sister Melissa. That's my sister Melissa, Mm -hmm. who is 32. She's like, you know, eight, nine years younger than me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I was, I looked at that picture at first and thought, how the hell did I take this picture if I don't even know this person? Like, I was so confused for a good solid couple of minutes Mm -hmm. like I really thought it was me and then I had to drink like three fingers of whiskey after that because I didn't yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like oh my gosh it's so interesting that night I sent that picture of my sister Melissa to my friend Jen and she texts back why are you sending me weird pictures of you yeah I'm like that's not me yeah and I had a whole life of being like Oh, I must look like that great grandma, or I look mm-hmm. like passed away, all right, but I didn't look like any of them. Right. yeah,
0: i'm I'm looking through pictures as well.
1: Uh-huh. Also, I've been taller than my mom since I was like nine. Mm-hmm. Even though I was expecting my dad to be taller because I was always told my my biological father was a six foot three Hispanic man. Right. So you just got his height. Yeah, but it happens. I am taller than my sisters as well. And I'm about the same height as my biological dad. Huh. I've always been thinner built, which is always my my younger sister would be like, how do you have three kids and you're still small? Right. From? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, well, that's because my dad's like built like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a, it's been a doozy, but. Wow. Yeah. So you figured out it was them
0: mm-hmm. or it was him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this picture is great. Um, and did
1: you did you reach out to them immediately? I, I waited to the next day and I sent mm-hmm. Melissa a message. That's what I look like on Facebook. I did find her. She was married. So she had a different name huh. and I sent her a message. Like, this is going to be the weirdest Facebook message you ever get in your whole life. But I think that I'm looking for my birth family on my father's side. And I have a feeling that we're related. And then I sent that picture of us. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh my God, this is really weird. You know, it took <laughs> a while because we're not friends on Facebook. So it took her a while to see it. Like totally. We, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, totally. It became an extra, at one
1: point, extra. I got so like upset and desperate because it's like, this is six months going on from discovery to the actual. And at the same time, I had a daughter graduating high school, which was super emotional to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I cold called Uncle Art. So my my father's brother, he is a painter in Florida. And I call, I was like, you know what? I haven't heard from anybody. This is it. And he has a painting business. So his phone number is on Facebook. So I just said, hi, this is going to be a very weird phone call. You know, and I told him, he goes, is this one of those phone calls where you tell me I might be your daddy? <laughs> kind of, but I think you're more my uncle. He's like, hot damn, I was wild in the 80s. I can't yeah. wait. Like, I love kids. I love my kids. Like it was, he was awesome. Like he was hilarious. He, it made me feel so good just to. Yeah. Have someone normalize it from that side of things. Yeah. Well, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to go home. Cause he lives in like a retirement community in Florida, like everybody else. He's like, I'm going to go home and I want to FaceTime you. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not a big FaceTimer. So I was like, thank God I had, you know, some hair and makeup and he Facetime me. And at first he just started crying. Hmm. Like tears. And I'm like, are you okay? He's like, you look just like my mother. So much like her that it's crazy. And I'm like, I do. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I know. How do you, what's the response to that? And then I told him like, you know, I think I'm Stevens. And he pretty much was like, oh, why did he gotta be that one? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, he's just always been that part of the family that thinks he's better than everybody and kind of aloof from everybody. But I found out through him that their childhood wasn't easy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So the one Betty Jean, Jean, grandma Jean, they call her Nana. um, She married um, when she was really young. Before she was married, she was raped at like 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. and then had the baby. And it, became her brother yeah and the brother didn't even know until he was like 22 and she had already had kids and everything mm-hmm. and he went to go get his first child and realized that his sister is his mother yeah
0: yeah that's an old story but where yeah. like when it was more common but i can't even imagine it's one of those
1: i know and my grandmother's name was clyde Hare. my grandmother's name is clyde oh my great grandma, I should say, yeah. my mother, my mother's mother. So I always thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And hair, I've been a hairstylist forever, right? So I'm like, okay. So, um, I I just was blown away by my conversation with him, and he told me he's like, just bypass Stephen and get a hold of the daughter. She's like, Steffi's oldest. She's the boss. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. Uncle Art, Uncle Art, cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. He, he re- and you know what else? He contacted all the rest of the brothers and the siblings. He tried to get a hold of Stephen, but Stephen wouldn't answer. Mm-hmm. But Uncle Jerry, who was my nana's firstborn, who thought was her brother, he still will comment on my Facebook stuff, send me messages, tell me he loves me, that we're all family, like amazing. Mm-hmm. and when i t- I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times, and when I do like super thick North Carolina accent where I'm like I can barely understand him, but it was just, it's so nice. And, and out of all those family members are like the only, not to get political, but the only Trump people that I didn't like toss off my Facebook
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. handle
1: anymore, but he just, he was so welcoming to me and he called me and he's like, I know what it's like not to know who your dad is. And I don't want, every, want you to ever feel like you don't have a family in us. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my sister, Melissa, eventually messaged me back like, oh, my God, this is weird. And she's like, I talked to my dad. And he said, there's no way that he could have ever done that. And, you know, who knows? Because we don't really talk to him a lot ourselves. Mm. But um, Jenna, my youngest sister, had taken an ancestry test for fun, like three weeks before I even contacted Mm -hmm. Melissa. So she's like, when she gets her results back, if you're our sister, we'll let you know. So I had to like, I was like, yay. And then nothing. Right. She's I'm like, I'm in silence. You know, that's really hard to go through that. It's really hard. So one Saturday morning I woke up and there was a group chat and I still have the original group chat on my phone. We talk all the time. And it was like, you're our sister. Ta-da. Uh, yeah. But even then, I don't think they really believed it a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So they found out in like August. Well, I lasted until the end of October before I said, that's it, I have to go meet them. So instead of taking my husband, even though I love him, men are not the most emotionally supportive animals. They don't know how sometimes to process stuff. So I took my friend Jen with me and we flew down there and we stayed at this Airbnb. And then we all met at, my sister works at a restaurant in um, Sanford called the Breezeway and we went there to meet and it was like, I had to walk in and like all three of my sisters are there. Their mom is there. I mm. couldn't, he had to go out of town. Oh, well, had, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus he still would never admit it. I was his or contemplate it. We did talk on the phone once or twice. And it was just awkward. Hmm. Didn't believe it. Um, And it was like a weekend of kismet. Like I finally found that spot. And, it was funny because the first was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night after dinner, my sister Melissa was pregnant at the time. So she didn't go out afterwards, but we all went out and we sang karaoke back, you know, when you could share microphones mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. in groups. And yeah. We went out and had drinks and stayed out too late. And then at about like two in the morning, we're sitting in the car getting ready to, you know, get our rides back to where we're going to go. And my sister Steffi just calls Stephen, the dad, you know, and she's like, I met her. She's our sister. Like she told him on the phone in front of me how like, you don't understand. She looks so much like Nana and you'll believe it when you see it. And even though he didn't really respond much to that, just hearing her say that meant so much. Totally.
0: You know? Totally. Yeah. Her sta- sort of staking her claim in the, yeah. in the fight sort of,
1: or yeah. And like. And also a very funny story. So this bar they took me to, I've never, I mean, I don't know any place in Florida, you mm-hmm. know? So they take me to this bar, and I'm gonna get a drink of water. And I'm bellied up to the bar, sitting next to this guy that you can tell like that's his spot. You know, I mean, this is they can still smoke in the bars too, which blew my friend and I. We're like, oh my gosh, people are smoking in a Wait, bar. They can in Florida, still only if they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. Florida. They don't care. Florida does not care about nothing. <laughs>
0: oh, third, third yeah. surprise of the evening. Okay, I have a lot to learn
1: about. Okay, so. Oh. I'm bellied up to the bar, and the guy looks over at me and he does like the, and mm-hmm. I said, hi. And I smiled real big and he goes, you're Steven Getchell's daughter. Oh my God. Like, yeah. He goes, does he know that? <gasps> I'm like, yeah. And then my sister Jenna came up behind me and she was like, hi uncle, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is this another brother? And she's like, no, this is my dad's best friend.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. It was like wow. Oh, come on. You don't, I mean, I goosebumps yeah. all over my body. Like there's just yeah. you don't need anything else. Wow. It was just wild.
1: So I met them. I think that was 2019. So then it was the, the end of October, 2019. And then I was going to go back down on spring break of 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Famous, lo- famous people. last words. Yeah. And then I planned three more trips last year that never happened mm-hmm. because, you know, COVID.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but for talk. anybody listening
0: that doesn't know we're experiencing a global pandemic right now called COVID-19. Okay. Continue. And of
1: course my, my sisters are all concerned. They live in Florida, the state that nobody has to mask. There's no mandates. And the one that actually gets it is the one that's the most careful. My sister, Melissa was pregnant during this. Mm. She had to have her baby like a week early during sp- like pre spring break. Cause the doctor's like, we need to get that baby out of you before all the spring breakers are in the hospital sick with COVID. <sighs> So she didn't like go to a store or anything for like 115 days. She goes back to school. She's a kindergarten teacher and she ends up getting COVID. She's okay. Oh but like she's still battling with scent and taste. We have a lot in common too. We're both like the same blood type. We, we look weirdly alike, but I am a good head taller than my short mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So finally I was like, that's it. I'm going this year. I'm, I got a second job. I'm vaccinated. Yay. So I'm like, uh, we're going to go down there. We'll be very safe. But my daughters had never met my sisters. Mm -hmm. That was the most important. Like I wanted my family, my family, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would talk about them, but they really couldn't get excited about it because they couldn't put a face with a name.
0: Totally. It's also abstract. It's such an abstract situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, I'd be texting somebody and laughing and they're like, who are you laughing at? I'm like, I'm talking to Jenna. And they're like, Who, you know, like they get it, but they don't get it. So I'm talking about going down there, but I hadn't made any plans. Well, I'm thanks right before Thanksgiving of last year, my year old dad who, oh yeah, I should backtrack. Let me backtrack a little bit here. So uncle art, when I was on the phone with him and FaceTiming him, he told me that when he was a young boy, I think he was about 10, maybe even a little younger, His mom, he woke up a day. Mom was gone. She was married to a military man. He would come home and get her pregnant and leave. Come home and get her pregnant and leave. Five kids. So I don't think it was good at home. And one day she was just out. Just left her whole family. And after about a year and a half, he got remarried. And the new wife said, I'm not raising these kids. Take them to an orphanage. So the dad dropped all of his children off at the orphanage. Wow. My dad dad told me he was to 11 years old. He lasted two days in that orphanage and he packed his shit, ran away and hitchhiked from North Carolina to Maine because he always felt that was one of the towns they had lived in and he always felt safe there. So he went back to this town, which is still where he works every summer at a resort. Hmm. And when him and his wife got divorced, that's exactly what he did was pack his stuff up and went back up to Maine. That mm-hmm. must be his spot.
0: Right. That's um, his place.
1: Yeah. And he found all these different families that fostered him without anything legally. They just raised this man. Yeah. Hmm. So he had joined the service, which is what brought him to Toledo. He was in the service. So he made me in March, April, and then he met his future wife that summer. So that's how close, but they waited seven years to have my sister, Stephanie. So there's a big age gap. Like I'm 40, I'm the oldest of seven now. I was the oldest of really three and then one stepbrother, but now with that stepbrother at seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your whole your family doubled. Yeah. Your sibling, your sibling circle doubled. So, dear old dad showed up again around the family in Florida right before um, Thanksgiving. And he's like, I'm going to come for Thanksgiving. Is that okay? And my sisters are like, Yeah, that's fine. So, you know, they bring up it, I guess I kept coming up in conversations. So like trying uh, my, one of, one of my love languages is gifts,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I don't really, that's not the one I receive. I just like to give gifts of things, mm-hmm. you know? So like my nephews, I have nephews and nieces down there. So my, I have a nephew named Colin, who's the same age as my youngest daughter, Aurora. And I sent Colin like uh, these planets that you can stick on the wall and they light up at night. Sure. It's like, and then I got um, um, Charlotte, that is Melissa's daughter. And then Abby, that is Steffi's daughter. Just a couple little cute things, you know, stuffed animals. And um, he was, when he's over, he's like, that's really cool. Where'd you get those? And Colin's like, Aunt Jessica. And he's like, okay, you know. But <laughs> well, then he's like, you know, my sister, one of them said, you know, did you ever take a DNA test? And he's like, no, Jessica said she was going to mail me one, but then she never did. And I did say I'd mail him one. And then he never sent me his address. And then Uh he phone number, I believe, or he got a new phone. And this man's had like 15 Facebook accounts. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, No, but I would totally take one. And my sister Steffi's like, Well, I happen to have an ancestor DNA test in my purse. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) And then, like, when she was mailing it out, she sent me this little video where she's videotaping herself with the test and she's singing the song like, I'm walking through downtown Sanford. I'm getting ready to mail out this test. It's the cutest thing. She's like, and in it, she's at the end, she's like, we're going to find out if you're our sister. But even if you are or you're not, you still are our sister. You still are, yeah. It was like like the best birthday present I got. Mm. And then that was on Thanksgiving. So then my birthday is December 18th. The day after my birthday, she calls me from work. And she's like, I don't have time to talk, but I just got to tell you, you're my, you're my sister. And I'm like, I know. She's like, no, you're actually my sister. She is the one that set up everything. So she got the results. Mm -hmm. She sent me a screenshot of the parent child match. And I was like, wow. I also was impressed that afterwards, Ancestry then will turn all the people that are paternal. It'll say paternal. Oh, really? Once it, once it, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, I know I want to get my mom tested, but my mom's like, I'd like to meet him. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, you think? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah, that must be really strange for her. Right. I mean, strange for
1: everybody. It's strange for everybody. On different levels, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did end up going down there uh, at the end of this July. First it was, so me and my two youngest daughters drove down. We did like a girl's drive, but my husband and my oldest daughter, she's away at college and she works. And my husband had just started a new job. So they could only come down from Thursday to Sunday. So we had a couple of days without them, but like the very first night we went over to my sister Melissa's house down there and we were just talking and we get in the car and my daughter Aurora says, how, how is it possible that we fit? And this feels like it's supposed to more than it ever has when well, she was referring to my my sister through my mother mm-hmm. with that aunt and i'm like i don't i don't know i didn't know how to explain that to them you know they'd have to experience it yeah
0: i mean they and they are, which they are doing right
1: uh, yeah and they love them like they loved them and i think for my like isabella she came down on thursday so friday night uh, i should probably start at the beginning so we went down there now when he finally got the results back and saw that I was his daughter, he still was in denial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then my sister, Stephanie's like, she called him up and she's like, I want you to get on your computer, look at this stuff, see your matches. So, you know, and since Jenna, my sister had already taken it, she's like, look, Jenna is the same amount related to you as Jessica is, you know, and Jenna, I mean, she's my half sister and we're like almost 2000 centimorgans related.
0: Wow. Yeah. We're a half sister. You yeah, know, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once he finally figured it out, then I had text him that was like, Hey, how you doing? This is your long lost daughter. Cause she had Steffi called me with his phone number was like, please call him or text him. I didn't hear anything back. And I thought, you know what? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm let it go. I have what I, I think that the reason that I was supposed to find this out is so I could find them Yeah, and their families, not so much him. And I've resigned myself to the fact that I won't have a dad and haven't really had one for 42 years. And I've been, I'm perfectly okay. I mean, I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. handling life well, but then then he did respond like about a week later and he's like, I just can't believe this. I feel so bad. He's like, I know I should say something, but I don't know what to say. And I'm like, what are you going to say? I'm like, I'm just glad you're responding. You know, he's like, I really want to meet you. And then I was like, well, actually I'm coming into town at the end of the month. He's like, I'll be there. And I was like, Oh, I didn't invite you. <laughs> 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 I've been doing it, working on boundaries. Boundaries.
0: <laughs> I was just about to say like, Oh, they have
1: different boundaries in that family. Okay. Yep. Or mine doesn't have, mine didn't have any Like, I'm the oldest, so I was always charged with caring and keeping of my brother and sister. So much so that it's lasted into their adulthood. Right. This is never fun. Um, So, yeah, boundaries. Mm -hmm. And Then when I get ready to, like, go down there, and I, hey, I'm on my way, I text him nothing. All the sisters trying to get a hold of him, he just, like, ghosted for the first two days of my trip down there. And then my sister, Steffi, comes out to her condo, and she's like, okay, I got a hold, dad got a hold of me and he wants to show up at Melissa's birthday dinner. Cause I was down there during Melissa's birthday and just surprise everyone. So he's the center of attention. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's not what I want. And uh-huh. I thought I had made a, a promise in my head. Like, if that is the case, then I'm not going to go to that dinner. And I didn't want to hurt my sister's feelings, but like, this isn't, I don't want to put on a show for everybody. Right very I don't know I didn't know how I was going to handle it I didn't know if I I wasn't emotional at all Mm -hmm. but the first time I met him I'm like I just am not cool with that yeah told her that and she was like yeah he told me to keep a secret from you and I said no I'm not doing that that's not what you need or what you want so we were talking about that and then my, my sister Jenna came out as well and then all of a sudden Jenna's phone rang it was him she didn't answer and Stephanie's phone rang and also I think too which is so weird is seeing the dynamics of their family like play out so Stephanie and Melissa Melissa was 16 when they got divorced Stephanie was on her own but Jenna was only 13 when her parents got divorced Mm -hmm. and when he left he left like they didn't see him for hardly at all Jenna said that she thinks she's seen him probably 10 times since the divorce wow just sad, but that has really changed her perception of him and her relationship with him. And I feel like me and her relate more on that. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's worried about his feelings all the time,
0: hmm.
1: whereas he hasn't really seemed to worry about everybody else's feelings right. too much. So, right? Yeah. So anyways, he calls them and both are like, I'm not answering. Are you answering? And then finally he called Stephanie back again. She's like, okay. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm in New Smyrna. That's where I was staying because I wanted to be by the ocean. And she's like, he's like, oh, I'm, in, I'm at Taco Bell in New Smyrna. And she's like, what? You're right down the road? He's like, yeah, you want to grab lunch? He's like, you let me call you back. You know, like if we get lunch, Jessica's coming with this. He's like, yeah, I want to meet her. Which to me felt better than like a big evening dinner with everyone there. So I said, OK, but like before I go to anything special or I do anything, which is funny because I'm meeting you with no makeup, I usually have to try to look really good. You know, that makes me feel better. Right. So I went and like fixed myself up a little bit more. And we went to this um, outdoor restaurant because I felt comfortable eating at outdoor restaurants pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um it was called JB's Fish Camp, which is ironic because <laughs> my name initials are Jessica. I had my mom's maiden name, which was Biglow, so JB. I was like, "That's weird."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he we pull in, and I have two daughters with me, and he's outside, out of the car, and I walk up to him, and he's like, "Well, hi." And he looks at me one time in the face, and that is the only time that day he looked me in the face that I could catch him looking in the face. He couldn't look at me. Hmm. He like could not eye contact. At one point, my sister Stephanie at dinner was like, could you just look at her? And he's like, it's hard. And wow. he's, she's like, I know it looks like her. Like, it was very, huh. I'm like, what are they talking about? Right, because you hadn't seen pictures of the Nana yet. No, I only saw a picture of her, like, it was like five months before she was going to die. And she had mm-hmm. cancer. And nobody ever looks like they look normally in youth, you know, when they're about to die from cancer. It's just a skeleton of yourself. And and she looked like an older lady in that picture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think it was really freaky. And then he's looking at my two daughters going, wow. Like, and he even looked, he did look at me the one time and he goes, how far apart are all your girls? I said, the same as yours. Cause we both have three daughters. Mm-hmm. We have two, we have, they're all the same ages apart. Their personalities also line up with their ages. Like they match up. It's very funny. So I could tell though, that he was very overwhelmed. Shook. Yeah. Yeah, he kept getting up and moving. Mm-hmm. He couldn't sit still ever, which is we joke is genetic as well, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't sit through a whole movie unless I'm like, I really want to watch that movie. I'm always doing something. And I'm like, oh yeah. Cause he was very much skittish, I guess. Yeah, and he's really in Florida and he didn't pack appropriately. So he went and, like bought a long sleeve t-shirt and but it was weird. It was a good lunch but then afterwards like I normally would be like come back to my condo it's right down the road I didn't I was like okay I'm going back and I'm gonna take a nap Yeah. So just emotionally drained and like he hugged me when he left and it was fine and I knew I'd see him when I was down there so it was just hard surreal yes mm-hmm. and just like watching like I could even see my sisters becoming emotional hmm. watching all of it you know and then I felt back because, like, my one sister, Melissa, who teaches school, couldn't be there because she was teaching that day. Mm. So it was a little bit different. Yeah. But then we went to dinner for Melissa's birthday on Friday night. By that point, my oldest and my husband were there. And my oldest daughter was, like, she kind of lost it a little bit, just got a little freaked out by everything. Because I was sitting next to my sister, Melissa, and she's, like, looking at us going, yeah. She's like, this is kind of, she's like, can we go to the bathroom? She checks me like, I need to, you know, I mean, just, I said, it's okay. I understand this is all a lot. And I purposely sat across from my dad at the table. So he'd have to look at me and made my poor husband sit next to him. Good for you. Yeah, but <laughs> And it was, I mean, it was a great family dinner. Everybody had their spouses and their kids there. And even his ex-wife was there and he ended up covering the cost of the whole dinner. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And, but it was still like surreal. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But like my sister, Stephanie, during it, we went to, me and her went to the bathroom as well. And she like got choked up because mm-hmm. she, her Nana. So my, my, his mother that she was a Nana's girl. Like mm-hmm. I was, so for her, it's just, you know, it's overwhelming. She was always, so the sweatshirts and the pink, mm-hmm. I got those made. Okay. So I'm scrolling back to the pictures with the
0: uh, whoops dope down 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 I was looking at the Nana pictures mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: so mine says oldest surprise
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's crossed out and it says middle and the exclamation point and the question mark uh-huh oldest says middle still and then Jenna says youngest and then the baby in quotients and then my dad says well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions, father of four daughters.
0: <laughs> That's really funny.
1: Well, yeah. I saw it on a coffee cup. Obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't have a of four daughters, but I saw it in a coffee cup. And I had sent them that in a group text. And like, that is perfect. And I thought, you know what? We all have to laugh at this. Yeah. But then when I went down there and I sent a picture of it to one of my sisters, she showed it, the picture, to his ex-wife. And his ex-wife was like, I think that will make him cry mm-hmm. he's too sensitive and i'm like i can deliver it so he won't cry yeah i'll just deliver it right it's all about the delivery and, and my sister my one sister was like give it to him she's like if you give it right he'll have a big old horse laugh and his mouth will be wide open and that's exactly how he accepted it you know i mean it is that picture we're just laughing so hard because mm-hmm. my sister melissa who has her mouth open So the guy who took the picture was my sister, Jenna's boyfriend, Mark. And he said, everybody say it's a girl. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Cool. So it sounds like you're still really um, close with
1: and like developing a growing relationship with them. Yeah. So actually um, in like two and a half weeks, Jenna and Stephanie, the oldest and the youngest are flying up to me. Cool. I, they want to come to Ohio in March. I have no idea. Just to be by us, I think. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Like Jenna, I've I've been sent. I send them pictures of snow all the time, and they're like, "You're so lucky." And I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm like, I want to be by you. Like, I I think I'll end up buying a place down there eventually. My youngest is going to be a freshman next year. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, I did that whole raising children. Yeah. And now I'm there you go. Up. I guess I think one of the harder things is just, I don't know if it's part of growing up too. I guess going through this process made me realize that no matter what I wanted, you get what you get when it comes to your parents. Mm-hmm. You just do. And if you can just accept them for who they are and not try to fix them, and if you can't accept them for who they are, then you should try to put them out of your life some.
0: I mean, right. that's really-
1: has renewed my relationship with my mom. Hmm. But I think because she just, she had to grow up because she had a baby and it wasn't easy. And she had a lot of very unfortunate events, which I think that now realizing of how I was made, she's like, wow, how many other times have I been in that type of situation that I didn't even know that I was there? Mm-hmm. That's a whole... It's, that's probably the touchiest subject with my siblings is like, cause we've talked about like how I came to be mm-hmm. and, you know, via text. Like, yeah, our dad doesn't seem like a rapey kind of guy. And I, I don't think that that's right. happened, but, and then it goes into the conversation of consent. Right. Well, the contemporary
0: understanding of consent is very different than what it was 40 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 10 right. years ago it's different than what it was five years ago i mean it's changing rapidly now but and evolving but especially yeah it, whatever was going on
1: and i actually did have i sent the pictures to you as well there are pictures of my mother when she graduated high school she's got one with a diploma in her hand and there's another one that's her senior picture yeah uh, i showed that picture she, to my dad and she's my like sister. in the
0: the flowy dress
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay I showed that picture to my dad and I said, this is the picture of my mom graduating. I was two years old in this picture because she was 15 when she got pregnant with me. Oh. Drink a little bit like what? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, but he still acts like he cannot remember this at all. Right. Like, Did I meet her at a who concert? Did I meet? Her? I'm like, no, she wasn't in any other state because she was 15 years old. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm he did admit to being in Toledo and he did tell me I had a girlfriend there and he told me her name and my mom knew that girl ah there always is a little weird connection there
0: right hmm. that's funny um yeah so so he is still sort of around Steve kind of yeah. but you're really but really it's I mean it sounds like he's around but really what this is about is you and the sisters
1: Yeah, it is. And I think I don't, it was a long time ago, but you had, when you first started your show, you're like, you wanted to see all different aspects of it. Uh And I haven't even said anything to Stephanie, but I think it'd be really cool if you could talk to her. I would love to. Because that gives a whole different side. And that's the thing I think people don't realize. Yeah. Me and Steven, this affects everyone. Everything. I mean, I used to celebrate, actually, I still do not gonna lie to get in touch with my Hispanic heritage. I celebrate the day of the dad and I always uh-huh. have, well, ever since my daughter showed me that cocoa and then I cried forever. And right. I thought, oh, wait, you know, so I'm like something, you know, that will get me in touch with my Hispanic heritage, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but I still do that. And like, you know, growing up, I mean, I can remember being this white freckly pair held pair haired, or dark haired kid. But or pale skin kid, but I would always, I had a lot of hair on my arms and fuzziness. <laughs> and I thought, well, it must be the Mexican hair. Yeah. And I have very thick hair. So, like, even now when I'm getting my hair cut by my friend, she's like, gosh, you and this Hispanic hair. And then she's like, oh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> nope. Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just thick hair. Mm-hmm. Hair. And then also, I've been graying since I was like 21. Steven's like the silver fox. His hair is snow white and he's only, I think he's like 63. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He lived a life. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, oh, I tell my daughters this and i I've talked to my sisters about this too, because he's not really close with any of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's partially because he, if you don't fix what hurts you, you're going to bleed over everyone you love. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: never could fix he can't even face it let alone fix it I mean he sat in the back by a bonfire on my last day there and told me and my husband that him and his ex-wife were still married because he refused to sign the divorce papers and even though the judge signed it he doesn't count it oh and that that's a life and I'm like okay when I know for a fact how their divorce was so hard on those girls Mm -hmm. you know Because not only do they lose their mom or their dad, but then their mom, you know, after that many years of being married, you get divorced. It's kind of like freedom, but they, she didn't have that technically. Right. Plus he wasn't really child support or anything like that. And he, you know, also like the name brand, my, my daughter actually is going to school to be a fashion designer Mm -hmm. and she's always able to, like, I've been that girl that every time I go to TJ Maxx, I can still pick out the $250 bag. Uh No, that's the one I go for every time yep. and she's the same way and like when i met him he had like gucci shoes on mm-hmm. and Rolex. and i'm like mm-hmm. okay like that kind of stuff's important material i'm more of a hippie where it's not as much to me but i do appreciate a good pair of shoes you
0: right know? you look at good you know good craftsmanship when you see it right,
1: right. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so and i with my daughter bella like my youngest sister, Jenna, and my daughter, Isabella, they look alike, but I didn't know it until they were together. Right. They look so much alike that my sister, Melissa, was calling Bella, Jenna. She's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, you're not. And then my sister, Jenna, was calling Aurora, Melissa. Like, it was very, it's like girls everywhere. Yeah, it's like, just like so much girl time. It sounds so fun. It was fun. It was a blast. Like, that's why, so we're doing that, they're coming up in March, and then- my oldest daughter was like, I want to go to spring break down there. And I said, you should, you'd have so much fun. And then she's 19. So she's like, I can't rent anything. Mm. You have 25 to rent. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And she's like, will you go with me for spring mm-hmm. break? <laughs> yeah, like, cool, 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 cool. So I'm going to go back down there for a week in April too. And then my, my daughter, Katarina is going to look at, they live in the same town as Stetson university. Mm-hmm. So she's going to do a college visit there. Oh, Cool college visit trip. Right. You know? Sure. 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 We, yeah. I'm like, I just want to be by them. Mm-hmm. I do. I felt like we missed so much time, you know?
0: Yeah. So neat.
1: It, it is. It is neat. And it's very interesting because I think a lot like, how would my daughters feel if when they were grown up, some girl was like, I'm your sister. Mm-hmm. You know? So I try, even though I can be I'm, I'm strong-willed, but I think it's the resilience factor. If you don't speak up for yourself, who is going to do it for you? But down there, I kind of do more watching and listening. I'm going to sneeze. Ew, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Wow. It's, it's a the relationship I'm going to have with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm good with this. Yeah, I mean- Now, we always joke that my mom's like, I really want to meet this man. And I'm like, I understand. So in the winter or the summer months, he works in Maine at the resort, like I said, and then he's in Florida for the the winter. So my mom said we might like Thelma and Louise it to Maine and just like show up at the resort, like a hotel room. (laughs) But the really thing is all my kids, my girls were like, oh my gosh, your mom and dad could date. Like well, that's what's so funny. I was about to say, it wasn't that Steve's idea. It was like, I think a
0: surprise would be a really great idea.
1: Let me just pop on in.
0: Yeah, here's this like cinematic, sort of emotionally immature concept. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> like well, like my one sister, she had texted me. She's like, well, just get ready to listen because he likes to talk a lot. I'm like, well, he may, may have made his match because I also am a talker. And I can talk to anyone mm-hmm. and any." Like he's a natural salesman as yeah. well. Oh yeah, of course he is. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, this guy just, yeah. Oh, oh. It was his charm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was his charm and his claim to fame where he made his close $2 million. Hmm. After 9-11, he's the one that trademarked the bumper stickers that said, Florida terrorist hunting permit. Oh yeah. Cool. Huh? And he did it for all the States. So my sisters had to hustle these bumper stickers at flea markets and stuff. Class (laughs) act. And all his daughters are like strong liberal women. (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, it's like, this makes me sound so jaded, but it's like, we all know, we all know this guy. Uh, Yeah. We've all, we've all met this guy, you know? And, um, He's kind of, yeah. he's, he's kind of the big man on campus at some point, And then he just is like, makes himself be that for the rest <laughs> of, even when he's not.
1: Right. Um, well, like my sister, uh, it was Steffi that told me, have you ever seen the movie big fish? Yes. But not in so long, not in a really right long time. So I, I bought it because she told me to watch it. Cause she goes, that always reminds me of dad, of our dad. Mm-hmm. I still call him Steven. Like when I met him, I still called him Stephen. It's very hard for me to say my dad, but yeah, I watched yeah. it and I was like, oh my gosh. So it's like the premises is the son is there and his dad had passed away and all these crazy stories he tells him are kind of true mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. They were maybe exaggerated, but I think that Steven kind of had that life. Like, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's had to know what it's been to re- be resilient and to have yeah. to keep his head above water. And it's sad to me because even though he tried his best to build a strong family unit and he he succeeded, even though he's not part of it. Right. But like his siblings and him, none of them hardly talk. They're all Mm. spread out. And I just think that's just really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always joke. We're going to have like a getchel family reunion. And Mm -hmm. I had to like, tell him like, Oh, by the way, your mom, her dad, Her dad on her birth certificate, she was born 20 months after he died. Oh, no. That's not her dad. Oh, no. Her (laughs) dad was her mother's, yeah, her dad was her mother's boss at a bakery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I sent you the picture of me with short hair as a senior in high school. Uh, I think so. Let me see. Let me see. Let
0: me see. Let me see. Uh, Scrolling up, scrolling up.
1: Black and white. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. The two of you. It's That's crazy. My grandmother's half sister that she never met. Who's still alive. Yeah. No, it's so on, my it's Joy, yeah. my cousin, Joey, long lost cousin, Joey. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to get her to test. Cause for oh, him, this is a big puzzle. He right. wants all the pieces to be.
0: Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely like when you, when you contacted me, you said like, I've got, I've got like, pictures and like, it's just, um, it's just, it's, it's really unreal how much you look, you look like this grandma,
1: this paternal grandmother. It's, it's amazing. It's so cool. Um, and I get funny enough. She was taller than my dad. Like she was a tall one in the family. Oh, so it's like, you just got everything about yeah. her. Yeah. I'm just hoping that some of those genes, but right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And all oh, the other thing too. So I had cancer. At I was to say, but you already had cancer. So it's, it's my like, it's like Melissa who also looks like her. She had skin cancer mm. at, as a teenager. So we both had cancer as a teenager. I'm like, that's wild. Yeah, that's unusual. But I blame hers from living close to the equator and, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sunblock wasn't a big deal when we were little. It was right. like, put some zinc on your nose. You're good. Go play mm-hmm, in the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just figure out what to do with all this stuff afterwards. Right. Yeah. I so now. to what... pull my way through it. And I thought about trying to write this because, I mean, this is like, that's like one story in a whole series, but I think that's how it is. But I, I just try to help people and just be friendly. But I mean, as a cosmetologist, I have a client who literally went through the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, but, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Just, yeah, it is. And that's why people are like, oh, I can't wait. I want to take a DNA test. I say, well, you really should think before you do that. You really <laughs> should. Because you just don't know. And that's you can't hide that stuff anymore. My, I always feel the worst for the people that are like, um, they're older. It was some mm-hmm. grandma test and there's no one they can ask anything to. Yep. All by totally. themselves. Yep. Sad. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's really hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. It will be very interesting to see as, as, as the old, you know, <laughs> sounds weird, but like the older people will die. And so this, this thing oh. will like evolve as, um, as time goes on and, and younger people will find it's just, yeah, it's just an ever changing. It is. Uh, shape. It's like a shape shifting experience, um, or phenomenon. Jessica, thank you so much for telling me. (laughs) Um, I, I love it. It's so much about resiliency, right?
1: Like, like what different people do with resiliency. Um, well, and I think too, like you hear all these stories about, siblings or spouses or people rejecting. And, and I'm not saying that there weren't times that my sisters were like, who the hell is this? Mm -hmm. But like how amazing they've been. yeah And how, when we saw each other, it was just like, oh, oh yeah. Like it just, it's very, it's like kismet. It is when you're like the whole, you'd be like, oh, well, your family is who you make it. And that's true. But when you meet somebody that you're so closely related to, that you can sense it and that's why I think it'd be interesting for you to maybe have a chance to talk to Stephanie or you know yeah. oh yeah because she had experienced it from the whole other side of it mm-hmm. and it I think is mind-blowing I love listening like my husband's not a big talker so he doesn't really talk about it much which is why I didn't take him down the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. but like when we left there my friend Jen's like there's like four of you <laughs> the whole time she goes you were so quiet for you and I'm like because it's so it was almost it's overwhelming that's a lot yeah or just like seeing even people that like okay like we go down there I'm like I was watching my sister talk and when she talked she did the one eyebrow raise mm-hmm. and I'm like, you can do so like me and <laughs> Not dad, everybody sits there right? showing what they can yeah. do uh-huh. yeah that's exactly how it was it was kind of funny or mm-hmm. like my daughter my youngest daughter Aurora her canine tooth grew in the roof of her mouth so now they got to take out the baby, and they got to cut into her gum and link a chain to it and pull it down. My youngest sister Stephanie, or not Stephanie, Jenna, has the same tooth, same side. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's just it's so
0: often it's so often the little things that make that that are what make all the connections happen. It's so it is. It's really wild. Yep, it is. Yep, cool. I'm so glad we finally got to talk. I me mean too. Me too. It was so much fun talking with jessica that day and i am hoping we can get together again one day soon possibly in real life um i want to thank jessica again just for her time and her honesty and her willingness to share her story and i hope that you got as much out of it as me if you have a story to share please reach out and let's plan something you can email me eve at everythings relative podcast.com you can go to our website www.everythingsrelativepodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Everything's Relative Podcast. So send me a note. Let's connect. It doesn't have to be about an episode. It doesn't have to be about your story, but just um, say hi. And I'll be back here next week with a new episode. Until then, keep telling your truth, wear a mask, wash your hands. I'm Eve Sturgis. This is Everything's Relative bye-bye everything's relative with eve sturgis is produced by kaylin egan and eve sturgis eve is a licensed therapist in the state of california but conversations on this podcast are not therapy sessions this podcast is edited by stephanie delon zick the logo design is by ivy mcnally and the music is used with permission by goodbye the band Listeners of Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis.
1: Are you ready for a creepy promo? My name is Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I am not a fan of true crime. Every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and boy, they are a lot. Some of them are famous. Some of them are weirdly under the radar, but all of them contain crime,
0: violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. How does that make you
1: feel nervous are you ready to hear a story no too bad here comes muriel's murders join us every wednesday wherever you get your podcasts and check out the original muriel's murders animations on instagram youtube twitter and
0: tiktok at muriel's murders
1: campfire